Hello, everybody. Welcome back. So today we are going to be talking with Pastor Rich Bitterman. As you guys know, we're going to be talking with a lot of pastors moving forward because I think at the root of everything that we're facing right now is a spiritual crisis in America, all around the globe, frankly, and people are just losing sight of what is actually important. And the root of all of the evil in the world is a spiritual one. The root of all of the solutions to the evil, which is good, is a spiritual one. One. And I think we have to focus more on the spiritual, focus more on God, turn away from thinking that the government is going to solve all of our problems, turn away from constantly wanting to be distracted um, by celebrities and entertainers from all of the mayhem that is happening in the world right now. And I think that in order to do that, we really have to get back to this place of we are spiritual beings. We know that good and evil exists. We know that we have a responsibility to stand for good, no matter how hard it gets. And it is going to get much harder it's hard now. It's going to get much, much harder as we move along. Um, I was just recently banned again on Instagram, and you guys just really need to send me your email addresses. That's going to be the best way to continue to hear from me. Um, moving forward, because I just keep getting banned on everything, and it's really not funny. Um, communism is a the type of hellish environment that you really can't understand unless you've gone through it or you are educated in what it actually is. So I'm going to keep getting banned. The more that I'm telling you guys the truth, that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop telling you guys the truth, but please send me your email to mail at jennyrobinson.com. That is mail at jennyrobinson.com. Just mail M-A-I-L at the little at symbol jennyrobinson.com. So that is going to be the best way for you guys to continue hearing my opinions. Apparently my opinions are illegal now, um, but they are the correct opinions. They are the biblical opinions. Do they make people upset and are people offended by them? Yes, but I can't stop telling you guys the truth because it would go against my conscience to do so. And I do feel like at the end of the day, all of this comes down to a spiritual problem. And so we are going to keep talking about that on this podcast um, because we can go back and forth about the political matters. We can go back and forth about the policies. And yes, those do matter because policies affect people. Politics matters because it affects people. But it really does come down to this place of being a spiritual fight between good and evil. And so I'm going to have to continue to stand on good side, even if I am banned repeatedly, even if people hate me, even if people say, oh, you're holier than thou. No, I'm really not. I'm really, really not. I curse. I have a lot of my own sins to worry about. But I, I really think that we have to focus on shifting the culture away from this, um, you know, just celebrity worship, government worship, stop turning away from God, you guys. Stop doing that. How do you expect God to to want to shine his face upon you if you are constantly turning your back on him. We have to stop doing that. We have to stop doing that in America. We have to stop doing that all across the globe. And communist nations are notoriously atheistic in nature. And I just, it is so um, disheartening to see the direction that a lot of nations are, are choosing to go. And if America does choose to go down this communistic, atrocious uh, direction, then you're just going to really need God moving forward. 
So I'm never going to stop telling you guys about the importance of the spiritual battle that we face. I'm never going to stop telling you guys about the importance that God should have in your life. And I'm never going to stop telling you guys what the Bible says, because even in China now, they're starting to rewrite parts of the Bible and trying to make Jesus sound more like he was this violent Islamic terrorist. And I'm sure, you know, that works out well for Hamas, but I, I don't really understand what China's trying to do with that. But we're just going to have to keep sharp. We're just going to have to keep spiritually sharp and keep calling out all of the lies because that is a, another big thing about Islam is it is a religion, quote unquote. It's really a death, murder, rape, pedophilia cult. Um, but it is a quote unquote uh, religion that is founded on deceit and manipulation. And you have to read your Bible in order to pick up on when Satan is trying to use these quote unquote religions to divert your attention away from the truth. And we're not going to be able to do that on this podcast. We're not going to be able to be lied to. So without further ado, we are going to be talking with Pastor Rich Bitterman. So as you guys know, we talked to a pastor on the last episode. We're going to talk to a pastor on this episode. Like I said, we're just going to be talking to a lot of pastors moving forward because I think a part of a big part of moving forward in a more spiritual and biblically sound direction is going to be turning to our pastors for guidance. And so I am definitely going to be doing that. So Pastor Rich Bitterman is an evangelism pastor with a master's of theological studies. He's followed by thousands of people and is spreading the good news to anyone and everyone who will listen. Um, I'm really honored to have him on the show today. So first, Pastor Bitterman, can you just introduce yourself to my listeners and just tell us a little bit more about yourself, who you are, and what you do? Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, Jenny, for having me on. I uh, really appreciate this opportunity, and uh, I'm just thrilled to be here. So thank you for that uh, before we get started. As you said, I'm an outreach and evangelism pastor. I serve at First Baptist Church in Springfield, Missouri. So it's an older SBC, Southern Baptist Church. Um, I am ordained. I have a bachelor's in biblical studies and a master's in theological studies, and those are all from uh, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And kind of some of my background, I was a business owner. I wasn't saved till I was 42 years old. Uh, so I, I have a different perspective than a lot of pastors that have been vocationally in the pastorate their whole life or their whole adult life. Um, so it kind of gives me a unique per- perspective on things. But um, I pastored children, youth groups, young adults. Um, I preached occasionally on Sunday mornings. And uh uh, my passion, though, is really evangelism. Yeah, and I love all of that. I'm, you know, I love, I love Baptist so much. I, every summer in high school, I worked at a Baptist Christian summer camp in Montana called Bighorn. Everybody should check that out, by the way, if you are interested in camping and Christianity and those things being tied together. You should definitely check out Bighorn Camp Bighorn in Montana, Plains, Montana. Um, P L A I N S is the town, and it's just a really great Baptist Christian camp. But I. I really love all of that. I have so many questions that I want to ask you, but the first one, I guess, is just how did you come to Christ? Uh, I'm going to give you the short version. Um, <laughs> okay. I didn't grow up in Christianity, so never really attended church. I think I remember a VBS when I was like six years old with my grandma in a one-room church, but all through high school, college, young adulthood, even raising a family, I just Christianity just had just escaped me. And I didn't really even understand the gospel message. But I was a business owner, and uh, my my business was tied to the housing market. And if you remember in 08 or 09, there was a crash right around then. Yeah. Yeah. And literally overnight, my business dropped 
60% revenue. And mm-hmm. it was a time of kind of searching, you know, I, I, I kind of thought, well, there's got to be more than what I'm doing here. You know, both of my teenage daughters were saved. They were both Christians, ironically, and they were both going to church. And I dropped them off on Sunday morning to two different Baptist churches. And then one morning I said, well, I'm just going to uh, kind of deep dive into this and, and see if there's anything to it. And I was in church about six months before I gave my life over. And then at the age of 42, I was baptized with my wife and my two children on the same Sunday. Oh, congratulations. That's so special. Yeah. And it wasn't long before I realized um, that call into ministry. So I immediately started a bachelor's degree because I didn't have college education at the time. And uh sold off my business and went into ministry. I love that so much. And I especially love how you went to college, you know, not from this young super follower standpoint, but as an older person going to, you know, going as a leader, going to learn how to lead people to Christ. I I really respect that. And it really is a testament to the strength and the power and the forcefulness of the Holy Spirit when it enters you. And whenever you are realizing, hey, I've got to pursue this God-given calling of mine uh, per the Holy Spirit has told me to do this. And so I'm going to have to be doing this. And so I really respect that. And I also think it's super, super special. Like that is so special that you were able to be baptized with your family. Yeah. I guess in a broader sense, um, I just wanted to get your opinion on the state of our country. I feel like I'm asking everybody that, uh, you know, recently on the podcast, because I do want everybody's opinion, but particularly pastor's opinions on that issue. And, you know, a a trend that I'm noticing, I know you said that uh, it was later in life that you came to Christ. 42, you said, um, you know, but I'm noticing that a lot of people, you know, in my in my generation of like looking around and seeing everybody, um, it seems like a lot of people my age came to Christ, quote unquote, early. They have called themselves Christians rather loosely for a while. And then now it seems like they're pulling away from God entirely. And this is something that I, I really have been noticing. And it is obviously more and more as uh, the government run schools are telling people, you know, God is a silly thing. God is this. Well, of course they're saying that because the government wants you to worship them, not to worship God. And so that's what they're teaching them in the government funded schools. Um, you know, but I, I really am noticing younger people who claimed to be Christian, who are falling away from God. And it troubles me a lot, but I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, you know, just nationally and culturally, and especially when it comes to the younger generations, um, you know, do you see that? And and is that something that we can, from your pastor perspective, change it all? Yeah, well, it's a that's a multifaceted, very a varied question. You know, there's a lot of reasons. I think. Uh, I think just if I could, I'd like to start just economically. Yeah, let's just. It's a big question. Let's just break it down piece by piece. We're obviously in decline here in America, not only morally but economically on the world stage, and I think. People are fooling themselves if they don't think we've already lost to China on that front. So I personally think it's just a matter of time before, you know, there, there's a, cl- a collapse. We've just propped it up for so long. So I just want to state my opinion on that before we start. You know, I've thought that for 20 years and I keep thinking, well, when's it going to come? But I think it's inevitable at some point. Yeah, and I agree with you on that. From a spiritual standpoint, that might be great for the church because what's happened over the time. So I'm 52 years old. I was born in 1970. My life in the 1970s in Iowa, in the 80s in Missouri, you would never have guessed we would be at this point 
<laughs> uh, yeah. in the country. And that and that's a short amount of, of time. It is. What's caused that? Well, I think the feminist movement in the 60s and 70s definitely destroyed the family unit, right? Yep. Um, I think the sin nature inside of us, the greed comes out in capitalism. I think capitalism is the best system, but greed can throw that off kilter, especially when corporation gets in bed with government. That's never good. Mm-hmm. We're an entitlement culture. I think you would agree with that, right? I mean, yeah. I grew up when, you know, we played out in the playground and we played for trophies and we learned, that's how we learned how to relate to other people. And I think, you know, I and a part of this is my generation's fault. When my kids were growing up, we were afraid to let them out and even roam the neighborhood anymore. But that's where you learned how to, how to cope, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that's missing. And I, I think that's hurting the country also. Um, I think the inability of our education system to adapt to technology and the way things are now, I think that's a problem. Uh, we've devalued life uh, through uh, euthanasia and abortions. Yep. Not that thought anymore that life is precious like it used to be. Conservative values have eroded away over the last 30 or 40 years in my opinion. Yeah, they definitely have. Yeah. And so there's a lot of pieces to that equation. Now, spiritually, I think it ties into that also. So I'm coming from this from a Southern Baptist perspective, and that might be a little different because a lot of our churches are in decline. And if you look at Protestantism in general, if you look at the baptism graph over the last 40 years, it's been a steady decline downward. And so what's causing that? Well, I think if I were to put my finger on it, I think it's probably a general lack of conviction from the people sitting in the pews. Mm-hmm. What's caused that? <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. Um, you know, in America, we're all pretty well off. Another country around the world, and you see the way other people live, well, we almost live in a fat- fantasy land. And I think we take that kind of for granted, maybe. A little bit? Yeah, I definitely think we do. And I think that plays into the entitlement that you were talking about a little bit earlier. I mean, we, we are so entitled in America like to think that we have the time, uh, that the left has the time to, to hate on America so much. Look at any other country in the world and count your blessings that you were born here. And, and I think it's the same way. Um, how can you feel the conviction of the spirit if everything seems to be going pretty well in general for you in your life? So you'll go and you'll listen to a sermon that a lot of times is watered down, mm-hmm. doesn't convict you. And let's say that you're not really reading scripture on a daily basis, or if your prayer is all about me and what do I want from God, mm-hmm. I think you kind of have an apathy towards God and towards Christ and what he accomplished for you. So I, I think if you were to ask me one single thing, I, I would say that's it. Lack of conviction from the pew. Yeah, and I would agree with you on that um, because it is. It is. It's like, okay, so things are going really, really well here in fantasy land America. You know, what? We why do we need God? And I think that a lot of people, because of the easy times, have turned off the spiritual, like, not, what, is, what is the word I'm looking for? The little knob, the little knob, the little spiritual knob uh, that we all have inside of our souls. Like, everybody, like, turns 
turned the volume down on their spiritual knobs because everything was going so well. They didn't even want to hear God. They didn't want to hear what he had to say. They didn't want to read the Bible and see that actually, yeah, you're even in the good times, you're supposed to worship God. Like you're supposed to worship God all the time. It shouldn't, it shouldn't matter whether things are going well or going bad, whether or not people worship God, but they do unfortunately have an effect on how much people are even paying attention to God. Um, And there's that quote, you know, hard times create good men and good times create bad men or whatever it is. And, and it's so true. And now that we're in bad times, um, you know, we had these great men who created the best times in America, Trump being one of them, in my opinion. Um, and then now we have bad times and we're going to have to build up some, um, some stronger men that are going to be able to push back and, and make sure that we don't lose everything that we've built. Um, but I do see a lot of people because times are getting harder. They are grasping for some sort of spiritual um, aid, some sort of spiritual, you know, substance, and they're turning to awful things, my generation specifically, and the Gen Zers and the Alphas are turning to like tarot cards and astrology and, um, you know, crystals. If you put the crystal on your back just so, then maybe you will be enlightened and your and here is your salvation. They're turning to these terrible, weird, strange, uh, you know, it would be comical if you weren't losing your soul, things that are never going to fulfill them. I know that. You know that. Everybody that listens to my podcast knows that. And, you know, as a Christian watching them turn to this kind of stuff, you're just like, God, you want to like shake them awake. And I say that again on my podcast all the time. I'm like, I feel like I'm trying to shake awake the consciences of America and anybody else. I have like tons of countries now. Over half the world listens to this podcast. So that's a little intimidating for me. Um, But it is all very important stuff that we talk about. And I love all the guests like you that we have come on and, and, you know, tell us all of this enlightening information that people just need to hear. I mean, you can't turn to, you can, but it is a grave mistake to turn to these new age beliefs or any other religion. Uh, You have to turn to Christ. You have to turn to Christ or you're not going to be fulfilled. And it's technically not even about you being fulfilled. It is about you doing the right thing. And it is about you following God because he is your creator. It's not even about how you feel, but you will coincidentally feel better when you are worshiping your creator as is your job on this earth. All that to say in a very long roundabout way, um, you know, because everybody does, they recognize that the country is going down and not only going down, but going down really, really fast down a very slippery slope that we all warned you guys about, by the way. Um, You know, I I hate to be the person that's like, I told you so, I told you so, but I've been finding myself saying that so much recently because everybody's just like, can you believe how bad America has gotten so quickly? And it's like, uh, yeah, I, I can. I can because I was telling you guys years ago that you shouldn't vote for Biden. I can definitely, yeah, I knew. Um, but everybody can see that America is headed in a bad direction um, and very quickly. And, you know, we hear all these talks of, is there going to be a civil war? Is there going to be World War Three? Like, everything is mayhem. So, obviously, you know, like I said, people are looking for something to turn to because they can't turn to the White House. Um, you know, Biden's asleep. Kamala's busy doing something I shouldn't say. Um, and so people are looking for something to turn to, but they're turning to this weird stuff. And have you noticed that? Because I know when we were talking in our private messages that you said you go to college campuses and talk to the students about, you know, Christianity, because a lot of the young people that I'm witnessing online and offline, even when I was in college a few years ago, like they were turning to this weird spiritualism and they would say things like, oh, you know, I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual. And you knew exactly what that meant 
admit, you still know what that means. Like, people are doing weird new age stuff. So my question is, um, you know, do you have you run into younger people getting into this new age astrology, tarot cards, crystals, like weird cultish stuff? Um, and if you do, how do you steer them away from that? Because it all is a Satanism in disguise. I mean, it literally is Satanism in disguise. It's occultism. It's like, it, how do you steer people away from that? Yeah, for sure. So I think part of the apathy, either in the pulpit or the pew, has caused the Christian gospel message to not get out correctly or not at all. Because what I find in... in Part of my ministry is going, I've got a campus literally three blocks from our church, and where I served in St. Louis, I would go every week and evangelize one-on-one with, with students. But what I found is, especially in the South where I am now, I'll ask a student, um, are you a Christian? And if they say yes, well, I don't let them off the hook, right? I say, well, <laughs> let's say I'm not a Christian, and I've got 30 minutes to live, and I want what you have, what do I need to do to have salvation? Or why would I even want salvation? And out of, the, uh, let's say, a thousand students that I've talked to, maybe four or five of them could ac- accurately give me a gospel message and what that means truly. Mm. So I think there's been a problem with the church communicating that to the students, or they're just not getting it for whatever reason. So I think that's one of the problems. Uh, we haven't done a good enough job of discipling. I think it's the whole, say this prayer, you're saved, you're baptized. We're not going to really teach you what that means. And they just never get it. So that that's a problem. Now, as far as like new age things and beliefs, well, yeah, that's prevalent. Uh, I even see bizarre things. Like sometimes I'll have, uh, I even had one the other day, a young man that thought he was God himself. What? Oh my gosh. Thought he was Odin. Wow. You know, and that things like that are becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, karma, um, you know, anything, Hinduism, all that is really taking a foothold. And I think what it all really boils down to is they've been brainwashed a little bit in school on postmodern thought. I know you guys are having a wonderful time listening to Pastor Rich Bitterman and I talk about New Age beliefs and how trash they are, but I have to tell you guys about the ESV Student Study Bible. So this is a great study Bible for, you guessed it, students. And we're talking about college students and Hinduism and New Age beliefs and how a lot of the kids are getting into that these days. If you are a kid and you are in college or you know somebody who is in college and they are a kid and they need to read the Bible, then get them the ESV Student Study Bible or get this if you are a young kid yourself like looking for a way to read the Bible. That is going to help you make more sense of it all. The ESV Student Study Bible is the winner of the ECPA Book of the Year Award for Bibles. So that's pretty exciting. It's a winner. It's a winner Bible. All of the Bibles are winners, but ESV is my favorite translation because I feel like it's the most accurately translated while also being the most easily readable. And both of those things are very important. 
event. So this is a study Bible for students who want to know the eternal truths of the Bible and how they relate to the world. The ESV Student Study Bible has been adapted from the ESV Study Bible, which is better for older people or people who've already read the Bible. ESV Study Bible is also a really good one. And it will guide them into God's promises containing the many features such as 12,000, 12,000, you heard me right, 12,000 clear, concise study notes, introductions, and timelines for each Bible book, which is super helpful and convenient, 80 plus maps and illustrations throughout 15 topical articles, nearly 900 new did you know facts, not new to the Bible, just new to this edition, by the way, Um, 120 Bible character profiles, glossary with concise definitions of key terms, 80,000 cross-references, which is my favorite part of this, extensive concordance, Smithstone binding, lifetime guarantee, packaging, slipcase. So it's really exciting and you guys should check it out. And if you do, let me know what you think. The ESV again is my favorite translation and I really think that the ESV Student Study Bible is great for younger people, particularly people in college and high school probably, and it will really help you get through the Bible, understand the Bible, and be able to tell other people about the Bible so that you're not in college not knowing how to tell a pastor who comes to your campus to talk to you what it means to be a Christian. Okay, guys, so we're breaking this interview up into a two-part episode. So we're going to be talking about New Age beliefs again on the next episode and also more about Pastor Rich Bitterman's opinion on America, um, the state of our spirituality, which is in heavy decline as we've been talking about, and also what we can do collectively as Christians to improve the state of everything because it is our job. I mean, we know better. A lot of people don't know better, but we know better. So we have to do more. I'd say a lot of people are ignorant of, you know, the Bible because they choose to be because they think it gives them an excuse to sin. But, you know, we're going to talk about this more on the next episode. We're going to talk about this more on the next episode. But yeah, true Christians, we know better. We have to do better. We have to really do the most. So we're going to end it with that little message is true Christians are we're supposed to be doing the most. (laughs) 